Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. Alright, welcome to the BAMFCAST Variety Hour. Hey! BAMFCAST! Hey, Alright! Episode 18 hour of Variety. 18 of these whatever things. It's the 18th one of these, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? How are we still allowed to do this? Why? I don't know. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. And, and we're... Mackie is unable to join us this week. Yes. But, On assignment. Uh, uh, but yeah, we uh, we are doing our variety hour thing. Uh, I mean, I don't do our normal introduction, so I might as well explain that we're just kind of doing kind of second half, whatever we feel like talking about content. No restrictions, but sometimes we have homework assignment movies, but we didn't this week. We're just, we're going off the cuff. We're going willy nilly and <laughs> yeah, we're going rogue. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so we didn't really pre-discuss too much about what we we watched uh, if anything, I, uh, I think something. I watched the newest thing. Okay, do tell. Uh, I watched uh, Birds of Prey. Okay, the All right. the Harley Quinn film. Mm-hmm. That is a movie. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that oh, was correct. one of the last Go on. movies I saw in a theater before we weren't allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't think I've made any bones about the fact that I absolutely hate the character of harley quinn in all forms of media i have never enjoyed that character i think she's annoying as shit um that continues to be the case in birds of prey i just i got about 20 minutes into it and i was like you know what i don't this movie's never going to redeem itself for me i can't i just can't i i looked at things and i was like i appreciate what you're doing and a lot of this feels like John Wick at 85% speed, if that makes sense. They're doing the same kind of choreographed fights, but it seems slower. And that's a little strange to me, but that's my only real criticism of the film. The rest of it is just, I hate Harley Quinn and I can't stand any of this. So I'm glad that it's a thing that's out there for people who like that. And I'm, I'm super glad that Margot Robbie got to make it because she loves this character. So I'm happy for her. I just, man, my... My brain checked out of that film so fast. Also, it's Robbie. Her 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 weird her, her weird name changes. It's Margot, but then Robbie. I'm just saying it's it's not. You your brain wants to go Margot Robbie because it's keeping the same O. Right. Whatever. I'm just calling it out. Oh, please, I apologize please again. Continue. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's a, she's a huge listener of the show, and I I would not want to it's offend I, yeah, her I or the I, rest of Australia because I, they have all of the things that will murder us. <laughs> But we do offend us in Australia all the time, so I take I was that back. I to say, that's never yeah. stopped us before. <laughs> Crack and right, we do. Yeah. Feck Australia. <laughs> the fucking emu. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor's great in that. He's having a lot of fun, and that was fun to watch. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the DC movies, to me, at this point, are always just like, 
oh, you're that guy from that Arkham game. <laughs> that's 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 the extent of my my deep dive Batman knowledge. So it's like, oh, you're the guy with all the marks all over you when you kill somebody. I know you. You were on the newsroom. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that's how that's how my brain works. That's that's what I do. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Big big super it... fan of DC over here uh, is Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say, and this this is like an agnostic view, and I'm saying this strictly as a Marvel versus DC in the film world comparison. Yeah. Uh, I know that you know every fr- you know every big thing will have its detractors, obviously, and it's super cool to hate on the MCU now. It's like, oh my god, why are you still going with those? But from a strictly cinematic standpoint, I will agree with you that the DC movies are more obtuse or esoteric, whatever it's like, you have to come in with some pre-existing knowledge because it's like, they don't, they don't flesh out their characters enough. I mean, it's, it's fun for fans sometimes to see the characters doing cool things, but it's like, they never, they don't do a particularly good job of world building like the MCU does where it's like, you know, I guarantee you like 90% of the audience of guardians of the galaxy had never even heard of those characters prior to seeing that movie the first time. Oh yeah. And, no, and they became, yeah instantly you know hugely popular and successful and people know yeah. their names and stuff you know it's like most people were like what there's a wreck what the fuck yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, it, so i mean if, if dc had tried to do that it would just be like what the hell is this like you know it'd just be like here's a ragtag thing i don't understand and who's that what's this like yeah yeah so i i i i, I think that birds of prey is one among the better dc movies uh since the nolan batmans you know but i can understand that if like you can't get over the, the the hump of not liking the character, then it's like, yeah, all right, well, we're just not, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I just, that whole clown Betty Boop bullshit, I just, I can't, <laughs> I just can't. It's just, it's the, it's an annoying voice, and even though it's toned way the hell down here, um, I still just can't get past, like, she's the Joker's girlfriend. Like, gross. <laughs> I get it, she's crazy, but why <laughs> don't be the joker's girlfriend yeah i mean um, i think we, we've had this discussion before like i i think the character of harley quinn is is kind of fascinating and not necessarily in like a truly misogynistic sense i think it's like it's fascinating because she has the kind of obsession for the joker that the joker actually has for batman and that's why it's like she's always like spurned basically because it's like the you know the, the coexistence thing is already there between Batman and the Joker. And it's like, you know, especially on the Joker's behalf, I mean, arguably depending on what thing you read, it's, mm-hmm. you know, supplicated from Batman, but you know, like it's, you know, he's, she's never going to have the attention that she wants, you know, that the Joker gives to Batman basically. So yeah. yeah, that makes her a tragic kind of almost like Greek mythology kind of like character, you know, interestingly, sure. In even just with an annoying Jersey accent, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, it's on hbo max you can watch it it's there i <laughs> yeah. mean i mean i guess streaming. it wasn't gonna sell you but i mean like the evidence room fight i thought was pretty freaking cool like yeah i mean i know you I, said it's like slowed down you know john wick pastiche or whatever but it's what it, it felt still like works it, it, still it felt like me. you were waiting for each character to get in the next position to do the thing and you, you get that with, with Keanu a little bit, like we've talked about in those movies, where it's like, I feel like I'm watching the choreography, but those movies got better at that. Um, yeah, I and I, I guess one of the things that probably turned me off a little bit about it is how many times it keeps doubling back on itself. 
like to tell you something from a different perspective, but it's like, I already got the gist of that scene. I don't need more of it or another angle or it, 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 the, the first like act of that movie is running in circles and it was a little exhausting. Like, come on, go forward. Stop this. Oh wait, I forgot to tell you about this part. And then, you know, you go back to the same scene you've seen. I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting all over it. I'm, I'm just saying that movie very clearly is not made for me. And I don't mean it in terms of like, I don't like girl power or, you know, ladies doing stuff. I don't mean that at all. I just, that character, that particular universe is just not my thing. So, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what the future is for that going forward. Cause I mean, they're making a suicide squad sequel, but mm-hmm. then that the, does she come back for that? I, I don't really understand. She's in it. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm confused by this dynamic. Are like, are we going to get another birds of prey? Because that's the thing is like, that's what I found annoying about the movie. If anything, was like, oh, like I am interested in these other characters and some more screen time for them to, you know, to bring their personalities together. And then it's just like, I don't know, we're a team because happenstance and all right, go. And then like, it, it was kind of like the new crappy Fantastic Four that it's like, oh, you just finally formed a team and oh, it's over. It's like, oh, over, all, right, yeah. all right, like okay, yeah, yeah. I think they've already said they are not moving forward with any kind of sequel to this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that's unfortunate because, I mean, it's like, I feel like they could have had a thing happen. It's just like it it was broken down in the wrong acts. I mean, they had a, like a movie to kind of retcon and then like start their own mm-hmm. agenda. And it's just, it was it's just too much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Like new? We had a couple other things, but why don't you talk about your things? All right. Um, I don't <laughs> remember how many variety hours ago uh, I... I said I was just kind of doing a weird deep dive on some Disney Plus stuff and decided to like take the Mary Poppins full experience, uh, which meant I, I watched and strangely reviewed the original Mary Poppins <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. with, a, with, a, with a weird way that I look at that movie. Um, but then I said, well, I need, I'm going to watch Mr. Banks and then watch Mary Poppins Returns or Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, and then I, I, I believe your response was Ugh, or something like that or... Saving Mr. Banks is just kind of a thing where it it just didn't feel necessary. Okay. Like that was their like their big Christmas tentpole Disney movie and it was just like that's ah, another one of these. And of course Tom, Tom Hanks is playing Walt Disney. Of course he is. I just I don't know. It was disappointing because like I I think those actors are better than that. Okay. I mean, I it's it's definitely a movie that's in like the parents movie realm as we've yeah. discussed. But I, it does a little bit more that it 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 worked for me. I mean, I'm, I don't think it was like stupendous or anything, but I definitely didn't have like a ugh sensation to the whole thing at all. Like, I mean, I I I adore Emma Thompson and like always have, and so just her having you know a, a movie with like this much screen time, I'm okay with, even though it's like she's playing like this extremely unlikable person. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, like it's it's still it's like it's her and it's great. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, Tom Hanks is just, like, I mean, he has almost as, like, much screen time in it as it feels like he did, like, that thing you do. I mean, it's like he's a real background player in the movie. Right. So it's, like, but I mean, like, I, I really enjoy, like, the interactions between uh, Emma Thompson and, like, Paul Giamatti. Like, I, I like the two of them. Um, and, yeah, it's it's one of those movies where it's just, like, oh, shit, you're in this. Oh, shit, you're in this. Oh, shit, you're in this. Like, it's just, like, it's a crazy cast. Like, and, and it's 
it's strange to me. I mean, I guess like, you know, Disney's like, hey, money. <laughs> and also like you might get to recreate some famous Mary Poppins songs and stuff. So, I mean, it's like it's just it's just weird because like most any other studios like little biopic thing, you wouldn't have had like Bradley Whitford playing like the director guy or whatever, you know, it's just like or even bothered with like having Jason Schwartzman and uh, BJ Novak, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you wouldn't even like get anybody in those parts that like you'd ever heard of, you know, right. in most of any other movie. So, but yeah, it's I. It, I th- I found it charming ish, you know, like it's <laughs> I, I did like that, like it kind of reinforced. I, I promise like I had never seen or knew anything about that movie, but it totally reinforced my like thoughts of like Mary Poppins is totally isn't there to save the kids like the kids are fine. <laughs> like You know, it's like she's there to save the dad. That's clearly what the entire fucking movie's about, you know. Right. And yes, I knew the title of the movie was Saving Mr. Banks, but I don't think until like I was midway through watching Mary Poppins that I was like connecting the dots with like oh he's, oh, he's, he's mr. mr banks, banks and, oh okay yeah yeah so i'm saying it's it's a it's a serviceable if possibly unnecessary little biopic but it's it's charming and innocuous enough and i don't know i mean I, i'm apparently misremembering i went back and looked at my rating for it and i gave it a pretty good rating so i i've just over time must have just been like that fucking <laughs> thing but I guess I liked it at the time. It's a good thing I have Letterbox because otherwise I'd be just completely useless, useless yeah, I mean, when it comes to movies. I, I am certainly like no Disney snob or whatever. Like I don't, you know, I don't place Disney in any higher like echelon of anything than anything else. Like I, their their studio is no more prestigious to me than any other studio. Obviously, I like certain things about at least what they say they do. You know, it's it's like the Apple thing. It's like are they are are they actually like you know as altruistic as Apple appears to be, or are they just a $2 trillion company, you know, that doesn't really give a shit. You know, it's like, you you know, I like their mottos, even if they don't follow them. And, you know, I'm not here to get into business discourse, but like Disney has like always been about like being inclusive and things like that long before it was in vogue and, you know, not even in vogue, just standard practice kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, they were having pride days and stuff at like Disney parks years, years before that was even a, thing you would have in like a normal town you know like mm-hmm. besides somewhere like la or san francisco or new york or something you know it's like yeah so i'm just saying like i like those aspects of it but i could see like somebody might watch this movie and be like oh you kind of showed some of walt's wrinkles like that he wasn't this like perfect person he was a dynamic of a person like he was walt disney in public and then a smoker drinker guy in the background that you know there's always the urban legend of like him being an anti-Semite or whatever, you know, like there's all these like things and I'm, I'm sure people could be like, yeah, well you didn't, you still kind of showed him like being a little too perfect or whatever. And it's like, okay. Of course like, they did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean to even show him like, you know, hiding a smoking or something in a right. 2016 movie or whatever it was, you know, like for coming from Disney, you know, this isn't like one of those like, all right, this is the unauthorized, like we're making this biopic without permission, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, like how we have three Steve Jobs movies within like three years. <laughs> like, which one's the quote unquote official one? I don't know. <laughs> None of them are paint, paint them in a particularly good light. So I don't yeah. know. But yeah. Fontaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So I just saying it's a, it's a serviceable little biopic, I guess. And I, I just enjoyed it for the actors being the caliber of actors that they were really more than anything. And Colin Farrell. I didn't know Colin Farrell was in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I really like that whole dynamic like that. That was like it was bordering on being like a, like a really good, sincere thing. It was just like it was it was missing something like it had too much of a I mean, unfortunately, like a Disney sheen to it where it was like 
this this should have been a little more tra- tragic and dark this backstory but you know it's like yeah well baby's mom got shot but it's off camera and you know like, you know it's like, there are horrible things revolved revolved around this but yeah like you know put the yeah put the pretty on it don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> anyway uh on to mary poppin returns which uh-huh. i also watched right. um the nanny mcphee movie <laughs> <laughs> what wait was was Emily Blunt Nanny McPhee? No, that's that was David Thompson, wasn't it? No, fuck. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> You've just broken my brain as I try to fucking loop back around this. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yes, Emily Blunt, because you know, Julie Andrews is is old and can't sing anymore, unfortunately. I mean, this. I mean, it's it's a horrible way to phrase it, but she, you know, she had an accident. And you could have put it better, but that's yeah, true. I could have put it better, but <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have made any sense for this eternal magical being, Mary Poppins, to to, to be the age that Julie Andrews is now. You know, Correct. it just wouldn't make any sense. Um, it's fine. Like everything about that movie is fine. Like it's. <laughs> It's just fine. Like nothing's particularly remarkable about it. I mean, it's like it's all colorful and full of wonder and stuff, but it's like there's just something about modern movies and, you know, the fact that you can just go like, yeah, well, it's CG. You know, like I mean, it's like that there's something about watching a movie from 1963 or whatever where it's like, oh shit, how did they do that? Like, you know, clearly that's an apparatus and doing this and this is just like, eh, it's right. CG. You know, like... Clearly that's an apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, like something something I just better like than phrase, just, just tap, 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 tap and it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. Now Meryl Streep is upside down, you know, which I didn't know she was in the fucking movie either. It's... You know, everyone was having their like, uh, here's a thing. Here's a person who's like movies I've not seen enough, like Jake Gyllenhaal or whatever. Uh huh. I am I am severely lacking on having actually seen Meryl Streep movies. <laughs> I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this out there. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm up to like four now. <laughs> yeah, Meryl Streep movies aren't exactly in your wheelhouse. <laughs> I mean, just as accomplished an actress as she is, it's very strange that like my my exposures are to are like are like adaptation. Like the fucking Rapids movie. I was like, gonna say, did you see the yes, River Wild? Yes. <laughs> like and uh, like in the woods, into the woods or whatever. Like and uh-huh, like yeah. that's about it. Like I mean, I, like I've seen parts of Death Becomes Her, but I don't think I've ever actually like watched the entire movie. You know, I, th- I feel like that's just one of the things. I feel like I've seen the movie because it was always at like the Universal Studios like special effects thing. I'm like, look at all the crazy things we did back in <laughs> when there was apparatuses. <laughs> 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 Yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah, I just, I don't think I've ever actually like watched that movie. Um, have, you, but, have you ever seen Defending Your Life? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of her like Oscar winning thing, never seen anything. I mean, this is not an anti Meryl Streep rant. It's just one of those things where I was like, why have I never seen more things with her? <laughs> like, you've yeah. never seen Sophie's Choice? Uh, no. Just make the reference <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. As a colloquialism okay. that it's become, which is uh-huh. awful. Like, <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 like, it, yeah. I mean, like you could trace like the history, the etymology of like rule of thumb, and it's like, yeah, that's bad. But it's like just casually throwing out Sophie's choice is actually kind of worse in a yeah. way. Like, it is. It is. I mean, because like rule of thumb, especially is when like, it's like there's a McDonald's and a Burger King right next yeah. to each other. Oh. It's a real Sophie's choice. It's like <laughs> it's, it really isn't. It's so not. Like it's the exact opposite of that. It's so I not. know what it's about, clearly, but yeah. <laughs> it's also like <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um yeah. Like I said, rule of thumb is like that's awful, but also they were fine. They survived. <laughs> like, you know, bad, but 
survivability rate makes it slightly less bad than making Sophie's Choice a casual off-the-cuff remark. Anyway, yes, I don't know. Mary Poppins 2 is fine. It's like none of the songs are like as good or even close to it. I mean, there's a couple like okay, catchy ones, but it's just like, I mean, almost every song in the original Mary Poppins is a just like a nuclear grade earworm. You know, it's just like it. it <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, and like it's it's insane that like two dudes were sitting at a piano and just like, what about this? Bit, 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 bit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> holy shit, you just fucking wrote It's a Small World, like off the cuff, like you know, like a thing right. that will be in my brain forever. And as I said, the the last thing I hear as I lose grip on my sanity will be the hum-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de-de
I, yeah, I think the Trekkies kind of stuff is the weakest part of that. I don't, I don't really think the focus, I, that's a, that's a cute little ironic thing of, and now there are cosplayers doing Galaxy Quest cosplay, but to use it as like the wrapper for your documentary, I don't know about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I appreciated the earnestness of that family, like t- to be as into it as they appeared to be, you know. Sure. Like, I mean, there's there's always like it always feels weird to say because I mean, like, you know, I, I would praise like Trekkies and Trekkies, too, is like good, fun documentaries. But it's like there's some legitimately creepy, like probably need to have counseling people in there, you know, too. Also, it's like so I'm not condoning like, you know, keep your fandom a little bit in check. But. Right. You know, also, like, I'm totally in favor of cosplaying and stuff. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'll rock out with your geek out all you want, you know, so. I was, I, I was I not disparaging that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think that was the least compelling part of it. I think. Sure. The, I mean, I think there's they, just a certain air of, of, of humor in that. And they probably found sure. out they're like, holy shit, there's actually like people that Galaxy Quest cosplay? Like, we've got to find these people, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is that is remarkably well produced for what is, I mean, not like an extra on a Blu-ray. It is just a thing that they were like, "Hey, let's." There's this screening. We're gonna we're gonna go to that, and then let's go talk to all the people. And they talk to all the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yes. Um, like I said, I, I love that quote that starts the movie. Like the way that slams into <laughs> Sam Rockwell laughing about it. Like what? What? <laughs> like he said that? Huh? Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also Justin Long doing a, an impression of Sam Rockwell was really good too. <laughs> or just Justin Long, like explaining like the two, three voices that he did for his character was just like, it was Michael J. Fox and it was this. And it was the comic book guy, that. Michael J. Fox and something else. So it was, yeah. Uh, for, yeah. yeah. There's one other obvious one and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm failing at it, but yeah, it, it's a good documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. You should you should totally if if you are a Galaxy Quest person. I mean that that documentary in a couple places like legit made me a little like emotional, not like crying or anything, but it was just like, oh okay, you are tugging on my heartstrings now. I am recognizing that what you're doing is effective here. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I mean the director guy seemed cool as hell. Like I mean it's weird to me that he's just like as chill and relaxed and seemingly in the know as to what they were making and and. Right, you know how their casting was just kind of like falling into being a gold mine. He's just like, yeah, uh, you know. And then I went and made fucking Marmaduke. <laughs> or, no, 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 I don't know. <laughs> just like, I don't think he's the Marmaduke guy, but he's just, not. No, but he's I'm just not. saying, like, he just kind of like went on to make like the most like nondescript, yeah, movies that his are fi- fine. You know, just his like, filmography is so weird. But yeah. I had forgotten he directed Home Fries. I love Home Fries. That movie's great. That is legit great, and I have not seen it in forever, and I okay. need to watch it again. Um, for the longest time, I had a home fries poster on my wall. I've just like that. I love that movie. Okay. Um, I, yeah, man, the home fries internet <laughs> defense force. Well, it was just one of those movies. It was, it was one of those movies that came out and it was just like, no one's going to give a fuck about this movie. And I was like, this movie's really good. People should see this movie. So, um, yeah, home fries, check it out. <laughs> looking, looking forward to the home fries documentary. <laughs> That's the Drew Barrymore movie, right? Yes. And one of the Wilsons? Luke. 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 Yeah, not Owen, star of Marmaduke. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, so, I, basically, I had time, and when that documentary ended on Amazon Prime, it served up another documentary to me, which is the Dick Miller documentary, That okay. Guy Dick Miller, mm-hmm. which, when I saw it, 
I was like, oh, right, I kickstarted this. I probably should watch it. <laughs> I'm technically a producer on this film. <laughs> um, right, man, so- you've gone so Hollywood, Chuck. You're just like, I'm a producer. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I had completely forgotten. Well, it was one of those things. It was one of those kickstarters that you kickstarted and then it took like two years for it to come out and I had just forgotten about it. Sure. And so... Um, that is that is also a well produced documentary um about that dude and just everybody singing his praises and saying how awesome he is and never really explaining why like one everyone loves him and two he never got bigger roles but it's just like hey that guy's cool put him in your movie and it's just talking with everyone who did that and you know, like people well, who know him, he was like a jack of many trades. Like, didn't he? He wrote several of our, or co- at least co-wrote several of our black exploitation history movies, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they they cover a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, it, it's it's really well done. Um, it's it's kind of sad when they get to the Pulp Fiction bit because he was in Pulp Fiction and got cut out, and that like really hurt him. Yeah, it's it's really good, and uh, I was pleased to see my name in the closing credits as a backer, and of course it was spelled wrong, so. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Long live chick. Yes. Yeah. Were you um, were you chick? I was. They they wrote my name as Chick Dowling, so nice. You should just I think somebody on Twitter or in the Discord said you should just lean into that and just be yeah. Chick Dowling. Like Yeah. It sounds like I'm a cool like beatnik. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, what's up, ladies? They yeah. call me Chick. <laughs> Coming to my slam later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I do the uh, stand up like the upright bass? I have no idea how to play it, but like I've always wanted to be that. Yeah, you can absolutely yeah. do. It. You don't have to know how to play it. You just uh, can you I just, just do that? Like, just yeah, you just plunk at it. Play air. Yep. It totally works. It totally works. I mean, as you can see, I could also be the hi hat guy too. I can be. Yeah. Oh no, I want to play the drums because I want to do the brushes. All right. Okay. I'll be the air bass guy. So anyway, yeah. both those are on Prime. Go go check them out. They're good. They're they're good, well produced. They have lots of lots of information. There's there's a couple of things in the Dick Miller one that I wish they'd expanded on further. Um, Was Paul Shear in that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered if like good. you know, if, like they had to like call him first. No, really, not a lot of young people or mm. youngish people. It was all. <laughs> People who he had started with on. Okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, he's prone to talk, show up and talk about things that are long before his time anyway. Like, I'm pretty sure he showed up in those, those CNN documentaries I've been watching, too. Yeah, like, the, the yeah. movies one or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Casablanca. It's like, shut the fuck up, Paul Shear. <laughs> they, they, like, touch up, they, they, they touch upon this one thing where it was like there was a long period of time where him and Robert Forrester would have breakfast at this diner every morning and hang out and talk. And it was like they they touched on that for like half a second, and they talked to Robert Forrester for about it for half a second, and then that's it. They went away from it. And I was like, wait, hold on, what did they talk? What were they doing? Like, were, were they just palling around, or you know, were they like hashing out like ideas for stuff, or like what was that all? It, it just seemed like for something that they described as being a long period of time that you could always depend on going into this diner and seeing Dick Miller and Robert Forrester sitting there. I'd be like. Okay, what was what was going? Could you like just go cast them? Like, hey, do you want to be in my movie today? Get over here, <laughs> come with me, Robert Forrester. Get the truck. <laughs> so, okay, they're both on Prime. Check them out. 
I I may. Well, I did I did one. So you did. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what made me do it. Mm-hmm. There was a th- it served up another one of those kinds of things, and I just I felt like ah uh, I can't keep watching these. They're just the the sameness of the the cutesy editing and stuff like that is is going to get to me, and I I need to put some distance. I forget what the third one was, but it was another one of those like uh, oh, it was the Adam West documentary. Mm. I was like, oh, let me watch the Adam West. Uh, no, I'll just, I'll wait. <laughs> like, there's a Ray Harryhausen one, I think, on there too. That like, there's yeah. all these ones that come up, and I'm like, yeah, I, I really should probably watch that. Like, people that did cool shit, I want to know more about. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, Dick like, Miller did cool shit. So. Well, like that, like that, the Star Wars one I watched. Like they, like a whole section of it was like talking about form the formation of ILM and like how it was just like a bunch of fucking hippies like coming together and being like, I don't know, man, like if I can figure it out, like, <laughs> like just you know kit bashing do. you know model making and all this stuff and it was just like man like to be there like the early days of ILM would have just been like the coolest fucking time the coolest place like you know just like I mean talk about like being in a place that would probably have been like awesome to walk in and go to work and you know smoke some grass and make some TIE fighters and stuff and then like <laughs> and then like you know like yeah. two years later it's like holy shit man there's my TIE fighter <laughs> like you know like that's just yeah like cool. the early days of ILM and the early days of Atari seemed yeah. like those were probably just the raddest jobs ever to have. Yeah. I mean, there is like a point in the documentary where they're like, yeah, and it came and it was like six months before the movie released. And we basically realized like ILM fucking sucked. <laughs> and we came in there and like, just like <laughs> clean shop and like made a move to like Marin County or something like that. <laughs> like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's when the fun times ended. But yeah, you know, <laughs> all right, you potheads. Yeah. Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fuck movie to do. <laughs> shit together. <laughs> but I mean, they're also like talking about like all this shit that they had to like, you know, make these like, motion tracking camera systems and stuff so that if like they could recreate the exact same camera motion every single time to like mm-hmm. you know so that could have multiple takes and it's something like they were building shit that didn't even exist i mean and you're putting them on a timetable like that's things like that are always like crazy to me but you, you hear that like any maverick like company startup thing where it's just like oh yeah, yeah. like this is really complex and they're just like go 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 like, like <laughs> yeah like you're just inventing this like whole new thing you're like yeah in the end of the day we built a computer like what like from scratch like from, from pieces and parts you just made a whole thing like <laughs> you just figured out how to make a computer huh? i mean people now brag about being able to p- put the things that are like slap a into tab b like you know, like oh i built a computer like these guys are like soldering shit that didn't exist <laughs> and then having to write the things to make it do something how do you solder something that doesn't exist <laughs> well you know what i mean i must know yeah I remember putting my Raspberry Pi in the tiny case and being like, look at the tiny computer I built. (laughs) I am amazing. My technical prowess is beyond reproach. (laughs) Look, I can plug a USB cord into it. I did it right the first time. (laughs) Uh, Technology. Yeah, speaking of, um, we we had some... uh, backlogged correspondence are we still going to hold on to those are they are they full group discussion type things or i know it's usually mackie's job to read the emails but i thought we did some correspondence last week didn't we we did voicemails yeah we just did voicemails we have we have written we have some we have some written emails Uh, up to you we can wait or we can just make this a short episode oh the variety (laughs) hour is if nothing if not a lack of rules (laughs) anything goes guys yeah we could do whatever we want. I have a history of taking off my shirt. <laughs> uh, this email is from Justin, who says, Struggling. I'm still not dead. Not yet, anyway. Hi, guys. Justin Farrell from Alliance, Nebraska. 
okay, this is your whole name, sorry, is on the <laughs> internet now. Uh, pointing out the rumors of my demise are a bit premature. I'm still riding the rails in central Nebraska, and no, I'm not even close to behaving. I'm a divorced father of two boys, 10 and 14. True story. I vacation with both of them, and the morning I'm taking them, and in the morning, I'm taking them back to their mother's. Oh, the morning I'm taking them back to their mother's. People write strangely. Um, I made a nice <laughs> breakfast of scrambled eggs with chili. After piling in the truck, we get on the road. I decide that they've been good, so I'll give them some dessert, which was Fig Newton bars. Did I say Fig Newton? I'm at Fiber One bars. <laughs> Sometime later, I drop them off at their mom's place and go about my merry way. Four hours later, I get a text from my ex-wife asking me what the hell I fed them. She said, despite having windows in the house open, the place still smells like death, and she's actually dry heaved twice. She said they keep running in their, around the house farting, asking each other, do you smell popcorn? <laughs> Side note, I taught them that popcorn thing. <clears throat> I'll ask that to... I'll ask that to people after I pass gas so they take big breaths and inhale it deeply. <laughs> Brilliant. Editor's note, what a dick. Um, <laughs> after I got the text, I laughed so hard I actually had tears. It's good to be a dad. Idea. I think I'll give out chocolate fiber one bars to trick-or-treaters. That way, starting on November 1st, I'll just walk out to the yard and take the toilet paper off the trees. I figure I'll have about six months' worth. Damn, I'm good. Uh, Justin. Sent from my phone. Oh. Well, I get the correlation of the TP being in the trees, but the kids have gone home and shat themselves, and apparently they're probably their whole house. <laughs> so... Would they not come back and maybe in the night and reclaim their own toilet paper? <laughs> no, they can't spend that way that long away from the toilet. <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> all right. And he'll have all the. He won't have to go out in the Rona and replace mm. his toilet paper. True. Right. True. It's genius. <laughs> uh, Justin says one more thing. Oh. Um, if you if you guys ever watch Blood Fist Seven Manhunt or In the Heat of Passion Two Unfaithful, you'll have to let me know because I worked on both of those movies. Oh. J Man Hour. And I think he said he meant J-Man out. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> I hope someone in one of those movies asks, do you smell popcorn? <laughs> we'll know. That was mine. I got that in the movie. <laughs> um, oh, it was actually uh, John Musum um, that commented on one of our uh one of our live stream videos from last week. And he uh, said... Uh, do you uh, mean the acclaimed... Uh, musician who created our theme songs on the that, no quarters that is that correct i assumed one? everybody knew that that's I'm who just that was replugging yeah. yeah yes replugging <laughs> um jacking in well you know um, like, like post fiber one bar sorry. you gotta like you gotta like replug <laughs> <laughs> i brought it back and almost killed chuck ah. um uh, Musum says, weird fact on that Transformers Netflix show, the CGI uses the CAD files for the toy lines. Uh, I own a chunk of the Siege and Earthrise lines, and they very much look exactly like the toys. Okay. So, that is cool, that they just straight up use the CAD models for the, for the toys for the show. That is good a job. fun fact. Yes. It's also a good idea. That fact is fun. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> do you know any other fun facts yes can, i do you can email them to bmf at bmfcast.com ask your parents permission don't 9.99 a minute uh, some restrictions apply not uh, available in canada no restrictions yeah they don't have email yeah um 
but speaking of fun, I did want to plug something that we're doing on uh, on No Quarters. And we talked about this on the live stream before we, we went into the podcast proper. But I wanted to just throw it out here um, because some of you guys are fans of video games. Some of you guys are not. But if you are, um, or maybe you're just are behind on one thing. show or the other, you know, like this may be, you may, this may hit your ears faster and be timely. Exactly. So, so if you, if you like video games and if you like playing and or watching them, we are doing a thing called Labor Day Weekend and it will be on Labor Day Weekend. If you couldn't guess by the title of the event, um, check out noquarters.net for details or, uh, hop in the discord and look at the, uh, no quarters channel. And uh, all the details are there, but we are, we will be playing games. Um, there will be pinball FX tournaments. There will be live streams. We're doing uh, some multiplayer stuff with uh, with listeners, and so it's going to be a good time. We're basically just like this is our weekend away from everything, all of our responsibilities except for video games. So, yeah. uh, in lieu of our our normal you know, yearly sort of video game vacation or video game related vacations. Um, we're doing this. So check it out at noquarters.net or hop in the discord and check the no quarters channel. Right. I, I think that's about it except for contact information, right? I believe so. Cool. Uh, go to bmfcast.com. There are all the buttons there that will take you to all the places and then go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. And that will take you to, uh, where you can give us money for uh, what we do every month. Um, y'all know what Patreon is. We've talked about it enough. And you get stuff. Yeah, you get stuff. You get yeah. cool stuff, content. Um, <laughs> and then uh, once you're done spending all of that money, go to bearsuitstudios.bigcartel.com and buy one of our remaining T-shirts because we still have them. Uh, there are a few in various sizes. Uh, adorn thyself with us. That's it. Right. Cool. Let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Bamfcast Out. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.